What's up, y'all? It's Will here at Schedulefly. This episode is a continuation of our Hospitality as a Career series, and this was a lot of fun. This is an episode with Thomas Scott. Thomas is a student at the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York. He's currently on an externship for this semester. He's in Carborough, North Carolina at Venable Bistro, and the owner, Drew Moore, is a phenomenal dude. Drew's been on this podcast a couple times. I have a lot of respect for him. He's a, just a good person. It's very authentic, very genuine, loves what he does. And when I asked Drew if he had any employees that, that may be interested in being on this podcast, he immediately said, you know, let me introduce you to Thomas Scott. So he thinks very highly of Thomas, and, and it's clear why. Sharp young man, good head on his shoulders, loves what he does, uh, has big plans, and this was fun speaking with him. We did this via Zoom, and there were some audio issues on the front end. I tried to clean everything up, but if it's uh, if it trips you up any in the first couple of minutes, just it, it settles in and everything's good to go from there. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, I think I'm going to try to start saying this on most, if not all, episodes. If you have a chance, go give us a rating. Even better, if you could throw a comment in there, any comment uh, would be great. But it, it, we've definitely learned that the more ratings we have, the more likely that the uh, algorithms that help people find this show will be in our favor. So thank you. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this episode. Plenty more coming soon. Recording another one actually uh, later today. Y'all have a good one. There we go. All right. All so right. good. We're recording now. So you can still hear me okay? Yes, sir. All right, and cool. Can you hear me good? Yeah, man. Alrighty. Absolutely. All hey, right. So first of all, all right. introduce yourself. Uh, so my name is Thomas Scott. I'm originally from North Carolina, small town called Pink Hill, one stoplight, about 500 people. Um, and then, you know, I, I grew up cooking, was in the kitchen a lot. And then I, uh, I had some family up in New York um, and they suggested the CIA to me. So I, I went up there one year to check it out and I fell in love with the place and then um, started school there. And now we're here continuing the schooling at a Venable and I'm loving, loving every minute of it. Where is Pink Hill? Pink Hill, it's about, um, it's on the, about an hour and a half from the coast. Um, it's nestled between Goldsboro and Kinston, about halfway in between. Yes, sir. Yes, I thought so. I mean, I'm from, I'm in Waxhaw down south of Charlotte, but I've spent some time in Eastern North Carolina. I knew I had been, I, I knew Pink Hill was familiar. So, well, man, that's a long way to go from Pink Hill up to the Culinary Institute of America in New York. Now, that's uh, is that Hyde Park? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's like so in rel- in relation to New York City, it's about about an hour and a half north northeast of the city. Um, getting up and towards close to Albany and everything, but right beside the Hudson River. So I, my first year I stayed in the Angel Dorm, room 321, and I was had the amazing view of the Hudson River. Wake up every morning just to see the, the light shining off of it. it was a, it's a very beautiful campus. How long were you there? Um, so I started in, let's see, September of 2020. Um, and then, so, and I'm, my projected graduation date is 2023. 
of September. So after I finish here, which would be another about another 10 weeks, and then I'll be going to going to um back to schooling for another year. Oh, so you haven't graduated. Okay, you're still in school. Very cool. Yes, sir. Okay. So yep. you guys I get you, I get school credit to be here. Okay. How how long are you there? Is that something where you do that for a semester or a school year or how does that work? Yeah. So so the way the schooling is broken up, you have cooking classes at the school, and then the, the school sends you out on an externship, which is a 14-week um, internship. You get to choose your restaurant you want to go to, um, get to choose the cuisine. Um, some places pay, some places don't. So depending on where you can go, you can be going to get school credit and get paid for a 14-week externship. Um, and you're there just to get some real-world experience, get some uh, – for people who haven't gone and worked in a restaurant or done anything with the hospitality industry, it's just uh, to get their feet wet, basically. So how did you go from, uh, that's a, so tell me about that. You enjoyed cooking and everything and then you visited, yeah, but that's a, that's a big step, man. Um, had you, did you work yep. in restaurants uh, when you were younger or just? Yeah. So um, when I was maybe, maybe 12 years old, uh, this Thai place called Ann's Thai, which is located in Beulahville. It's maybe about 10 minute drive from Pink Hill. It opened up and it was a restaurant like no other around. All the places around Pink Hill, Beulahville aren't the traditional fried chicken, mashed potatoes, hush puppies, that sort of thing. So this authentic Thai restaurant opened up um, in Beulahville, North Carolina. And my, my dad was saying, they're crazy. It's never going to make it. It's never going to make it. Um, but they just celebrated their 10 year anniversary. So they, they are now a staple in the community. But I, I started working there when I was 14 years old, um, just as a line cook, when I was a prep cook first. So just chopping onions, carrots all day long. Um, and then from there, I worked my way up through the, the positions as line cook, fryer, um, as, to one of the head chefs. So I worked there for about about five years. Um, and that's what really just catapult. That's where I, I learned that I want to be in this industry. And that's where I found my love for it, I believe. Oh, that's so awesome. So you go up to CIA and then you, uh, you're here for your externship at Venable in Carver, North Carolina. Uh, how did you get connected mm -hmm. with, with Drew and the folks at Venable? Um, so the school has, has a website called culinary connect and it's it's a it's a website full of different restaurants you have to apply to be on there but it's a restaurant recognized by the cia um as somewhere that they want to send their their students so you know drew he went to the cia he, he graduated i believe sometime early 2000 and um i believe that he went ahead as soon as he graduated and put his name on the list or had venable on the list um and then, so I was looking through the list, trying to find places. I was looking in Miami, California, um, a lot of places in Las Vegas, because the food scene right now in Las Vegas is, is very popping. But um, my sister actually helped me find this place. She, she went to school at UNC, and one of her professors loved Venable, loved it, loved it, loved it, and would not stop talking about it. So she was like, you need to check this place out. So I went on the database, looked up Venable, and, and here it was. And I was like, shoot, this is right in North Carolina, close to home. I was kind of getting homesick for being in New York. It's 
because I was missing my sweet tea. Tell you that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was it was on the website. Then I, I contacted Drew, and um, we connected, and we he he set it all up. And so I'm very very happy and thankful for him that he's helped me get this far in my journey. Oh man, Drew is a great guy. Um, we've, yeah, for uh, sure. Gotten I've gotten to know him you know, the last few years and he's been on the podcast and um, just have a lot of respect for him. I think he's a really oh, yeah. dude. Um, mm-hmm. And a very yeah, talented chef as well. Yeah. Very talented chef. In fact, I had not eaten at Venable until uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was up there and uh, with a buddy of mine and we were actually meeting with Drew about some stuff. And then we uh we ended up staying and having appetizers and mm. we had I think y'all have like five appetizers on the list or whatever that night and we had all five and uh oh, wow yeah because we were just we had I mean we had different places to go for dinner that evening but yeah we ordered like two and then Drew sent the other ones over but boy they were phenomenal we had the um, oh yeah one thing that was uh. God, what was it? Oh, the calamari was the calamari is ooh. Yeah, it's in a it's a different way. It's not the fried like it used to. And it was like in this, oh my gosh, it was fantastic. It was oh yeah. That's so good, so good. Like I like you said, I'm used to the fried calamari, and I read in the description, it's like couscous and some roasted um tomatoes in there. I'm like, this is not not the usual, usual standard calamari got going on here. And it's really good because my mom, she doesn't do she doesn't do a lot of fried food. She's more healthier. Um, and she's also lactose intolerant. So having, having this calamari this year just, just suits her, all her needs. She was tickled when she saw that on the menu herself. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess your folks, you're not that far from home. They can come, come and visit. And, uh, mm-hmm. well, um, so, okay. So you, you had this great experience at the local restaurant, the authentic mm-hmm. place. You go up to, one of you know one of the best culinary schools in the country if not the and you're up there in the middle of that now and then you uh are going to be done with this externship soon so you have another year and then then what what's the plan man is it to own your own place one day or is it to move like use you know your your culinary skills to travel around the world or maybe both um so Definitely want to travel around the world. Want to get all the experiences under my belt. I want to go to all the different continents, taste all the different authentic cuisines. Um, but so right now, right now, right now, right now, the plan is to to after I graduate, stay in New York for a little bit, um, work under some some restaurants, um, just just get a feel for what I like because uh, I've realized so far is. I want to be more in the homestyle eatery type of restaurants, more not the highbrow um, locations. They have their place for sure, but my my tastes are more homestyle cookery. So going to go around, try different places, see what I like, um, and then hopefully get a stage under an already established chef and build up my reputation from there. Um, and then hopefully come back to North Carolina. Hopefully Wilmington is my goal right now and open up an Asian fusion restaurant there. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good, man. I love this. This is a good plan. And of course, plans change yeah. like you said for now, but mm-hmm. um, well, a couple of things. One is 
Let's stay in touch because, you know, we serve hundreds of restaurants up in New York, um, are our customers. And um, Uh so we have a lot of good relationships up there. So as you're looking around, you know, maybe there's a way we could connect you with some folks. I mean, I I, I know that labor is hard right now, so I'm sure that maybe it won't be super challenging to find a, a job in a good place. I don't know, but I mean, there's probably still lots of competition in New York for the kinds of places you're wanting to be. And if we can help, mm-hmm. well, I'd love to do that. And then, um, you know, we're just a small crew, man. There's five of us and uh, I, I'm down here in Waxhaw, uh, but three, three guys are in Wilmington. Um, so we have a lot of, uh, a lot of love for that area. And uh, oh, yeah. man, that's a good place to be my friend. So. Um, oh you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what is um, your company exactly? I don't know much about y'all. Um, are y'all are restaurant suppliers? What is What do y'all do exactly? Yeah, that's fun. You know, I, I noticed that you weren't on the... So you're you're back there cooking with Drew and you're on a, a short-term thing. So he wouldn't, you wouldn't need what we have. But we our company is called Schedulefly. And we uh, are restaurant employee scheduling software. So when Drew or his... GM, it's actually the GM, and I can't remember her name, a really nice lady. Um, I, I met her when I was there um, a couple of weeks ago. But when she sits down, and, and or the, maybe just the manager, but when she writes the schedule for the week, mm-hmm. she starts software. So instead of like pencil and paper or Excel or whatever, we have a web-based software. And then she goes mm-hmm. in there, scheduling, and everybody gets their schedule emailed and texted to them and so forth. And, um, you know, just a simple monthly subscription software. And, and Venable has been a customer for a long time. Um, Super convenient, it sounds like. Because, I mean, I know in the past I've had so many headaches and issues with, oh, the boss, I was supposed to go in, but the boss didn't tell me. Or, like, the person I was supposed to tell me didn't tell me. And it's it's a back and forth of trying to figure out when I'm actually trying to work. It's not even I've, I've not even messed up by going to work yet. It's not even going to work. They, yeah, they forgot. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly why we do this. And those are the same. In fact, um, uh, so there's three of us that are partners in the business here. And Wes Aiken, who, who founded the business initially, uh, because he he used to write the schedule at the Bridge Tender, which is down there in Wilmington, right there next mm-hmm. to the bridge over to Wrightsville Beach. <laughs> and, uh, you know, 20 some odd years ago, whatever, he wrote the schedule. And it was, you know, as soon as you put it up, there's like, you post it up and then everybody's like, oh, I can't work then. And the shifts are trading and the schedule just gets completely changed. And yes, and it's just a mess. So the idea here was like anything that changes, it just, you know, it's, it's all web based. So it's just real seamless and so forth. But um, get Drew to show it to you sometime. And um, definitely I will have to. Uh, yeah. So we, we, um, but, but yeah, so we, we've been doing this about 15 years, Thomas, and we have about 6,000 restaurants around the country, you know, that we're fortunate enough to serve. And so, Amazing. Yeah, man, it's 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 been sort of word of mouth, and you know, we just how many salespeople we just kind of been one customer at a time for 15 years. But the reason I'm talking to you right now is because um, about I don't know seven or eight years ago, uh, we started doing a podcast, and we thought it'd be really cool because we serve so many awesome restaurant people around the country. We started out just interviewing mm-hmm. restaurant owners and just that's how I got to know Drew. I, you know, I saw he was a customer. I was like, hey, you want to come on and share your story? And so that's how that happened. And then lately on this podcast, we've been doing a series called Hospitality as a Career. And I've asked the owners that I know, you know, hey, who do you have that 
um, that is passionate about what they do, that's good at it, that loves it, that, that is making it a career that would like to come share their story. And, and when I was there a couple of weeks ago and I was with you, he's like, I got the perfect person. Like, you, I, I know somebody that would be perfect for this. I'm going to, con- you know, give you his contact info. And uh, so that's, here we sit. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, he, I, what was I here for maybe two weeks? And he walks up to me and says, hey, you want to be on a podcast? And I was like, well, shoot, since the pandemic has started, I've really fallen into love with podcasts. Um, and I thought it'd be an amazing experience to be able to tell, tell my story, my history. Well, I tell you what, man, uh, get on there and, and get, of course, you'll, you know, your episode will be on there uh, in the next day or so, but uh, it's called Restaurant Owners Uncorked. And you can, uh, mm-hmm. dude, we've done like 300 and something interviews over the years. So if you're, you know, dialed into listening to other owners from around the country, sharing their stories and all kinds of stuff, man, it's, it's, I think we're 320, 330 episodes now. And, uh, it's good stuff. I mean, Drew's Drew is on there. I think he was on there maybe a year or two ago. Um, but uh, he may have been on there more than once. I can't remember. I think he's been on there twice, actually. I think he was on before the pandemic. And then I think we had him again during the pandemic because, of course, everything changed. And, uh, you know, I was we were getting people mm-hmm. to talk about how they were navigating through that. And now, hopefully, that if we're on the other side of this or cl- coming close to it, then um, – you know, that'll be a good thing for the industry. And y'all have had to, the industry as a whole has just really had to battle through a lot uh, over the last couple of years. And so we just have profound respect for everybody that's in this industry that has made it through and tweaked and adjusted and changed and rolled their sleeves up and put their heads down and focused and fought and battled. And, you know, it's just an amazing group of people. And so we were really lucky we believe to have the opportunity to, to share stories on here and share folks like you, because, Man, we just love who we serve. Like we only serve <laughs> hospitality people. We only serve independent businesses. We don't serve any big chains. N- nothing wrong with that, but that's just not our jam. So we get to yeah. you know yeah. a lot of people that you know are just just cool people like Drew. You know, a lot of them out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what really when I got into podcasting it was right, like I said, the quarantine was just starting to hit, and I was listening to um, a few different restaurant. Uh, um, owners podcast and everyone it would seem that everyone had a different different way of handling the the quarantine situation and that's what I love to hear about was everyone's different experience and then what they were doing to adapt because everyone what was working for one restaurant couldn't always work for another restaurant so everyone had a different plan set in motion and just to to hear the people's stories about how they were battled like you said it's it does create a, a profound respect for these owners having to adapt their whole business model for this, for this time. Well, you know what? The, de- friend, the, the industry definitely has changed. Mm-hmm. It's changed. It's changed a lot. It has. And uh, it, it's probably ultimately going to be better off and stronger for it. And this has been a lot of good positive changes. Uh, one of them being, you know, people are just having to offer more benefits and pay better. And just, you know, that's, that's changed for the, the employees uh, benefit for sure. And really oh, yeah. for the, the ultimately for the whole industry, it'll, it'll make it maybe perhaps more sustainable as an industry, but uh, you uh, you're smart to want to travel around and learn because not only you learn different cooking styles, but you'll learn different management styles and, you know, different approaches to running a business. And then you'll, you'll, 
take from, you know, different lessons from different owners and different experiences and figure out your own, your own way. I mean, there's one thing I've learned over hundreds of mm-hmm. years over the years, there is, there is no, there is no playbook for success in a restaurant. There's no specific plan. Um, it, it is, uh, there are many ways to go about it. Um, but, but typically the, the folks that are good people that are authentic, that are genuine, that are honest, you know, as in most businesses, they just, they figure out a way and, uh, yes. and they're yes, they do. one of them for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what kind of, one of the things I love about the industry is, well, not the change this time. This is, I'd say with a change for the worse, but every service there, no two services are the same. There's always, always hiccups and not the same hiccups and just just experiencing that and being able to overcome those those challenges is what makes me going to work each day is what I love is trying to create this new dish for a, a customer who has celiacs and um, is lactose intolerant you know you have those challenges every day and being able to to overcome those is that what I believe is being a chef is all about Love it, man. If you got, you got the right mindset, my friend, that'll, that'll go a long way. Um, being adaptable like that and having a growth mindset. And, uh, I think that's awesome. Uh, your folks should be proud, man. Um, you're doing, doing a lot. You seem very, very mature for your age, much more so than I was at your age. That is, that is <laughs> certain. And, uh, I know my mom would love to hear that. Oh yeah. Well, I hope they'll listen. <laughs> and I, I think you're a, you're a really impressive young man and you got a clearly a good head on your shoulders and a good work ethic and, a lot of passion for what you do. It takes a lot of people a long time if they ever find something that they're, that they're really, truly passionate about in life. So it's wonderful to have that opportunity at a young age to figure that out and know, you know, where your head's at and what you want to do and mm-hmm. helps you have a really focused uh, path and you'll do great oh, things yeah. and, you know, just keep surrounding yourself with great people like Drew and <laughs> things will always, you know, they'll always work out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Drew is has been so helpful so far. He's he's let me create my own specials. He's he's uh, um just really really watered me like I'm a seed. He's he's let me let me go off, and he's always there by my side if I ever have a question. He's always there. Um, but I, I think I was lucky to find my passion uh, for cooking so early in life because I feel like most people. They have they have a time trying to figure out what they want to do, and then they they pick a job that they don't like, and then you know that's they're in that environment and they don't like it, and that's not good. So I'm so blessed, so blessed to be find my calling so young, and already be in the industry and working to the to work my way up the ladder. What are some uh, what are some other places there locally in Carborough, Chapel Hill that uh, that you like? Um, so, uh, I'm living actually in Cary, um, which is like about a 30 minute drive from, from Carboro. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's where I know the food scene more and around there. Um, so I'm a quarter Chinese. I've grown up eating Chinese food, love all different types of Asian foods and, um, Taipei 101 and Taipei Cafe. I both, I believe they're both located in, um, the Cary area, but they are some phenomenal, authentic Asian, Asian restaurants. Nice. 
Interesting. Um, I'll check them out. But, My dad actually lives in Cary, so I'll check those out. For sure, for sure. But up here in uh, in Carborough, um, Venable, one and only. Y'all come yeah. on down. <laughs> yeah, I like it, man. Well, you're right about that. I mean, Venable is the place to go there for sure. Um, it's excellent. Mm -hmm. um, well, now, so how much longer did you say that you'll be there? Um, so my, well, let's say the, the CIA has three semesters. They have a, a winter, summer, and spring semester. So the summer semester starts April 26th. So I'll be going back up to school for that. So that's another two months or so. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And then you'll spend your last year. Next year's your final year. Is that right? Did I get that? Yes, right? sir. Mm -hmm. We'll be there on campus, and then uh, and then it's it's off to uh, big adventures. Uh, yes, sir. Hopefully. Listen, I um I do want you to stay in touch. I'm serious. Like if you a year from now or whenever it is, if it's you know when you start looking around in New York, it, it, I mean if you you know if you uh, need any help or whatever, uh, just let me know, man. I'm, I'm very happy to connect you or um, anything I can do would be more than happy to do it. And I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this very much. No problem. Thank you very much for offering your services because I know I, it sounds like a really good service and I would definitely be, be in contact with you later for that. And thank you so much for having me. I've really, really enjoyed this. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Um, we will put the uh, video portion of this up on YouTube and then um, we'll have the audio portion probably up uh, tomorrow, Wednesday at the latest on the uh, podcast. Uh, and Drew uh, has all the details on that too. So, but tell him I said, Hey, and uh, go for it, man. You're doing great stuff. Just uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Things will work out well. Will do. And thank you very much. All right, Thomas. See you, man. See you.